Internets. Internets. It is a little bit after 5.30 p.m. on February 8th, 2020, and we are about to get on board the even more underground railroad, a.k.a. Ill Doctrine Radio. We're having some complications with the Internet, so please let us know if we are coming through. If Are, are we transmitting the funk to you successfully? Let us know in the chat room at hiphopmusic.com. Please come see us at hiphopmusic.com. Let us know if the funk is being transmitted. Okay. Take from my women while we break power women to hate out. Quick, 
My brothers, my brothers, I love you. I love you. I hate to know some of you treat us like lovers. Black car revolt, maybe you can use discover. Define yourself. Do you feel the same way about your mother? Do you overlook our beauty, but you love it on all the others? Hope you teach your daughters all to stay away from suckers like yourself. If you don't love yourself, I'm so southern. I was taught to feed the soul with the without hot ovens. Here's a plate. Know your hate come from a black man's struggle. We all in the same shape, so I know I fit your puzzle. Either way, we got your back. We only pray you be our muscle. Strength in the times we all overcome with trouble. Every day we pulling doubles for ourselves and home. My mom and daddy taught me early on protect your own. We never stop loving you, so turn your love back on. And I pray you feel the same way as that Tupac song. We ain't your hoes or your bitches. Trophies are meant for pimping. Recognize a gift from God. Our ways a birthday or Christmas to protect our lives. You gonna take it to the limit? Rib of our rib, do you still feel the same? I want to rob the tape for my women while we break power women to hate out. Rip. Now, since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman and our game from a woman. I want to rob the tape for my women while we break power women to hate out. Rip. I don't know where I would be if you didn't come through. Rip. Now, I know we on it. I feel your pain. I'm a woman disappointed. They should never take what's never given to them because they want it. I was taught if you love me, you would never cut the corners. But we made in the night. We got a raise in the morning. This is sucker niggas morning. You should never hit a woman. We should have some things in common just like common. He respect us. A law is not a lecture. How you love us, it affect us. I ain't playing the middle like Nadeska. It ain't complex to be emotional or affectionate. To my brothers that do, I hope our sisters don't think less of them. Tupac gone. You know rap had to message them We try to do our best for them Mother Panther vibe We need strong men so our baby boys survive Love our great fathers I know some statistics lied But all the ones that didn't Yo, you gotta do your job I know this life ain't easy Every one of us is flawed At least love your woman We the closest thing to God And tell her keep her head up every day That it gets hard If you truly recognize that I know I wouldn't be nothing, nothing without you by my side. You have always been the savior. You're the closest thing to God. So I just want to thank you, thank you for being so good to me. And I apologize for not always being what I'm supposed to be. Just wanted to write this letter. letter. I promise I'm gonna do better. I don't know where I would be if you were here with me. If you don't hear anybody else saying, please know you're appreciated. The one way you talk so fine, and who you gotta fill your mind, your mind. There ain't nobody better. Taking over the race 
his motive. The hatred's older. The empire's retired. I'm just the ageless Yoda. Get some powder and baking soda. Don't take the culture. They flip faster than racing motors. I'm made to blow up. If you don't understand now, then you will later. I'm from a place where they bust glocks and steal paper. Now I'm talking assassination. They kill mayors, but can't overtake me because my skill greater. Rap politician. Nominate my Congress. Never understood the Obama hating nonsense. Black president, dog, you never had an option. Cause boy, I go monster way better than the lock. Let's get back to the subject. Blacks in the public, it seems like all other rap doesn't touch it. See, I tend to be the industry's redheaded stepchild. I've spoken too much. I'm surprised I'm not dead now. Everybody's in the street, niggas on the leash. Facts show you see, these rap politicians are really something else. They start blowing all their funds moment they discover wealth. I mean, cop another belt. Shit, maybe even two. Because if you're not wearing designer, then crazy you. When actuality, these guys are lazy goose. They the type to go dapper, pyro, and baby blue. Straight stupid. And these are the niggas who make music, influence a generation. Nobody relates to it, nigga. Now you see the problem? Do you see the trouble? They fucking up our brains for generational struggles. That black waitress work doubles just to get by. Cause her son needs some Jordan's dog just to get fly I used to smoke an eighth a day nigga just to get hot And Neil Quisha didn't get the job that Jessica got And when we get the nine to fives We become satisfied I'm in the rap politics constitution ratified Bodies in the street, niggas on the leash Facts show they want us all to see Cause I found dead bodies on the ground Niggas out of town yeah, it's time to overthrow this government military coup. Cause if we don't soon, they'll still bury you. And the first plan of action, man, y'all gotta stop the shooting. And no dick riding is technically prostitution. No backwards progression, always constant movement. Everything is in your hands, you just gotta grind to do it. But first things first need diplomatic correction cause rappers like me in the systematic oppression. Huey Newton of this rap shit y'all don't understand me. The same reason why Nas and Snoop still don't have a Grammy why you gotta blow thousands when you fly to Miami and why you can't be a rapper if you driving a Camry. They make it uncool the budget when us blowing our cash and Uncle Sam make us broke again when taking our tax. So depressed from this hex they supply on prescriptions. Modern day drug war these rappers fighting the dick bodies in the street niggas on the leash. Yeah, straight out the fucking dungeons of rap, where fake niggas don't make it back. I don't know how to start this yeah. Rappers are lucky flipping with the funky rhythm I be kicking, musician, inflicting composition A pain, I'm like Scarface, sniffing cocaine Holding an M16, see with the pen I'm extreme Now, bullet holes left in my peep holes I'm suited up with street clothes Hand me a nine and out the feet froze Y'all know my steelo, with or without the airplay I keep some E and J, sitting pen up in the stairway I either on the corner betting grants with the CeeLo champs Laughing at bass heads, trying to sell some broken G-Packs get off quick forever, niggas talk shit Reminiscing about the last time the task force flipped 
Niggas be running through the block shooting. Time to start the revolution. Catch a body head for Houston. Once they caught us off guard, the Mac 10 was in the grass. And I ran like a cheetah with thoughts of an assassin. Picked the Mac up, told brothers back up. The Mac spit, lead was hitting niggas. One ran, I made a backflip. Heard a few chicks scream, my arms shook. Couldn't look, gave another squeeze. Heard it click, yo, my shit is stuck. Tried to cock it, it wouldn't shoot. Now I'm in danger. Finally pulled it back and saw three bullets caught up in the chamber. So now I'm jetting to the building lobby. And it was full of children, probably couldn't see as high as I be. It's like the game ain't the same. Got younger niggas pulling the triggers, bringing fame to their name. And claim some corners, crews without guns and corners. And broad daylight, stick up kids, they run up on us. Four fives and gauges, max and fat. Same niggas to catch you back to back. Catching your cracks in black. There was a snitch on the block, getting niggas knocked. So hold your stash to the coke price drop. I know this crackhead who says she gotta smoke nice rock. And if it's good, you bring your customers and measurement plots. But yo, you gotta slide on a vacation Inside information keeps large niggas erasing And they wives basing It drops deep as it does in my breath I never sleep, cause sleep is the cousin of death Beyond the walls of intelligence Life is defined, I think of crime When I'm in a New York state of mind State of mind, state of mind. Your state of mind Your state of mind Your state of mind Your state of mind We have a that I'm a gangster Drinking my wet, holding text Making sure the cash came correct Then I stepped Investments and stock Sewing up the box to sell rocks Winning gunfights with mega cops But just a nigga Walking with his finger on the trigger Make enough figures until my pockets get bigger I ain't the type of brother made for you to start testing Give me a Smith and Wesson I have niggas undressing Thinking of cash flow, food and shelter Whenever frustrated, I'm a hijack Delta And the PJs, my blend tape plays Bullets are strays, young bitches is crazy Each black is like a maze full of black rats trapped Plus the album is packed From what I hear in all the stories When my people come back black I'm living where the nights is jet black The fiends fight to get cracked I just max I drink like I sit back And lamp like Capone With drug strips on All the legal luxury life Rings flooded with stones Homes, I got so many rhymes I don't think I'm too sane Life is parallel to hell But I must maintain And be prosperous Though we live dangerous Cops could just arrest me Blaming us We're held like hostages It's only right that I I was born to use mics, and the stuff that I write is even tougher than dice. I'm taking rappers to a new plateau, do rap slow. My rhyming is a vitamin, hell without a capsule. The smooth criminal on beat breaks. Never put me in your box if your shit eats. Take it. The city never sleeps, full of villains and creeps. That's where I learned to do my hustle, had to scuffle with freaks. I'm an addict for sneakers, 20s of Buddha, and bitches with beepers. In the streets, I could reach her. About blunts, I teach her. And hell deep, like the words of my breath. I never sleep, cause sleep is the Cause of death, I lay puzzle as I backtrack the earlier times. Nothing's equivalent to the New York state of mind. State of mind. State of mind. Your state of mind. Your state of mind. Your state of mind. Ill Doctrine Radio, aka the even more underground railroad. Some lyrics age better than others. Free your mind! 
Underground Railroad, Ill Doctrine Radio. Coming to you every Saturday from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. with the finest in hip-hop, music, and culture. I put this track on thinking we would speak over it, but now that it's on, I don't want to jump in. But you can talk to us in the chat room at hiphopmusic.com. The chat room is now open. And in just a little bit, we are going to be chopping it up with a special guest. Tambisa SM Shaka is going to be on the check-in. Until then, we're going to give you a little bit more funk. It is Ill Doctrine Radio, a.k.a. the even more underground. 
Railroad. Simmer, fuck with it. Uh, Ain't no Roddy Bobby, it's a brand new edition. I got the spirit of a trap kitchen. Trying to move sacks, I pitch a quarter when I pitch it. Yeah, yo, it's like this boy got a halo. Yeah, heaven sits, this better made of fago. Uh, this medicine, this bit of taste is fatal. Uh, you don't want it, trust, baby. It's the illness in the business in the cut lately. Uh, about to nut the fuck up daily. Don't play me, never press your luck, baby. You know what? Get up and get yours. We all about the cheddar, want the cheddar galore. Uh, get up and get yours. We all about the cheddar, want the cheddar galore. Get up and get yours. We want the cheddar galore. Get up and get yours. It's like good gracious, I'm out doing my neighbors. Nine niggas, lot of premium libations. Tastemakers do it raw, no chases. Big curve bases, lots of baby faces. Supreme cream, get up, yeah, the streets fill us. No initiative, nigga, I wave six figures. That's the price you pay for the slice of cake. Despite the taste, we eat up the platinum plates. Oh. Yeah. 
televised, but you got a scan line across your tan line and find microchips in your hands, fluid in your glands. As a result of somebody else's plans that nobody really understands, even though it spans across lands, African soils, Arabian sands, it's airborne, yet it seeps through there. A new disease that you call it Mickey D's, and you pour the pounder with cheese, order with ease, super size please. Can you believe people ain't even survived through the drive through and they thought they were live too, pulling off pumping raw bait, stuffing fries in their face, over a billion served what they never deserved, so they drove away, they swerved into the curb, with their head on the steering wheel, kids blacked out in the back, with the fucking Happy Meal, what a crappy deal, but it was only $4.99, so there's more people in line, yeah, the plan's running fine, the parking lot is now a burial plot, where you can park and rot if you can find a spot, government agents came swooping in, removing men, women and children, from the automobile, what a steal, now the cars repossessed and sold in the auction, the people are dead, but the money keeps talking, proceeds go to build a bigger bomb, and missile launches, the masses are strong, I just watch it, here comes the shit talking, did you hear about what went down, it was 25, catch it tonight on Fox 25. World's greatest mass murders Entertainment for all living observers You'll probably watch it while you're eating some burgers Go ahead and gobble the lies Here's the fries Chosen. What's your name? Fear game. Take aim. You can point at who you usually blame. It's a disappearing act, but the structure's intact. Breaking your back. Hey, I heard a vertebrae snap. No fear, no welfare, baby, yes. And so don't move. We can use that plan. Just a portion. From the field abortion contortion. Mind sterilized. We can't let those thoughts. Well, the FDA, they're not in today. But the FCC watching what you say. So let's calm down and take everything slow. If you feel that you must take a shot, then both. Living in the plush nation Wanna wash the blood off your hands with your kids On too thick, too many trips overseas To disarm bomb or spread a disease You got it, I got it Epidemic, panic, widespread, nine dead If we lie down and pull the covers over our heads God damn it, gobble up the next planet
together Who's gotta get more clever? Whatever, just have your shit together Cause it's 91, which means not a thing Cause for centuries we'll make crew sing No matter what record label, we stay stable Pick up the album whenever on cable Crews cross over, but not main source I'll use Simon's guitar strings to floors Brand new heavies Play the shit that people used to listen to in 70s Chevys So we don't have to loop up or beat the fuck your group up Just bring the band by the way we got jammed on the drums Andrew punch the bass with his thumbs It's sounding like I mentioned before Just drums, the guitar strings For all my siblings Just follow when everyone sings in the crib putting the funk back in it and if you know the main source you know my man can't cut and him and Simon's gonna show you what's up Hands are two hatches while Andrew plucks off the base. I'm gonna let my man search scratch drop tapes. Hey yo, now everybody sing.
Jump niggas bleed, you feel me? We ain't forgot about them shots, Jack. They gon' be mad when I squeeze back. You can bank on that, nigga. 252 coming live from the Boogaboo basement for the big faces, nigga. Yo, let's keep it a whole G and talk about it up front. Talk. The best point blank, period, every month. Talk. The gold's been lowered and we still scared to dump. Talk. Y'all don't want no smoke, have the squad roll blunts. Hold up, I'm not bragging. Let's talk about the bagging. Yeah. Talk about the money, who in this business they stabbing. Who milk the cows, but they never put a cash in White men runners, they don't want this kind of passion. A black woman story, they don't want this kind of rapping. They love a fantasy, they love the gun bang action. 
What good is a black woman to them? Yeah. Raped us in slavery, they raping us again. Yeah. Only put us on TV if I titty jiggling. Uh. Jay tried to give us titles and we giggling at him. Damn shame. But we ain't peeped the funny shit they doing. Right. Chitlin circuit, mom and pop stores been ruined. Right. Cause we wouldn't share the profit, we was all moving. Yeah. Now it's pennies on penny, that don't make sense, do it. Adopt. We gotta stick together more than we has yes, been. Beating with each other while they get rich laughing. Come on, bruh. Mm. That's a no-no Bust my way through Like clear with the ammo yeah. On my own terms I'ma take what's mine yeah. Sing it day after day You can sing that They gon' be mad When I squeeze back And that's a fact, nigga You see, we came up Gotta change up But we ain't change up In a world full of fake niggas Still remain us We ain't forgot about them shots, Jack They gon' be mad When I squeeze back Real rap forever Showing love to all my strong Black queens, you dig? Fuck what you heard Bow down and get shot down, nigga Microphone check one, two. You are listening to the even more underground railroad, aka Ill Doctrine Radio, coming to you every Saturday evening from 5:30 p.m. to 7:30 p.m. or thereabouts. We also have Mr. Sean Sitaro on board. Hello, hello. I'm very excited for our special guest. Indeed, indeed. We have a special guest we'll be introducing in just a second. I should let you know real quick. Uh, in the last 45 minutes or so. We started out the program with the classic Denise Williams, Free, Rhapsody, doing a Faney, YBN Corday, Rap Politicians, uh, Nas, New York State of Mind. Hopefully you can recognize that one for yourselves. Uh, free Your Mind and Your Ass Will Follow from Funkadelic. Uh, T3 from Slum Village doing Galore from his new EP. Uh, Mr. Lift doing The Fries. Main source with brand new heavies. Do you all remember that one? Classic. Headhunters, God Made Me Funky. Digging into the, into the break beats for a minute. Shafiq Hussein featuring Bilal, Between Us Two. And then, of course, we heard another one from Rhapsody, Cleo. And you can talk to us in the chat room at hiphopmusic.com. Shout out to Kira Lynn, Adelaide, AP215 from NJ to AK. Hill, Sin, and everyone else who has been on the check-in. 
And without any further ado, let, let me make sure the guest is coming through before we introduce Check One Two. Are you there? Check, check. I'm here. Indeed. Okay. Sounding good. Sounding good. So a week ago, was it a week, one or two weeks ago, you know, I mentioned uh, watching all of uh, the aftermath and all of the very fraught discussion around uh, the passing of uh, Kobe Bryant along with his daughter and all the others who passed in that incredibly tragic helicopter crash and uh, watching all of uh, the very, very fraught discussion about his legacy. Um, you know, there's been so much conversation about uh, when to speak, who should be speaking, what should be said. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking over the course of this week, it would be cool to have some voices on here who could speak to that uh, from a perspective of having a connection to Kobe as well as uh, seeing a space for survivors to speak on it. You know, as a discussion that could really dig into all the nuance and kind of look at it in a holistic perspective. And as it happened, uh, my friend, longtime mover and shaker and thinker in this hip-hop thing of ours, the uh, author, filmmaker, journalist, award-winning campaign writer, Tambisa S. M. Shaka, mentioned on Facebook um, that she's been looking for spaces to air out exactly this set of issues uh, so we connected real quick, and I'm happy to say she is here with us this evening. What is going on, Tambisa? Peace, peace. What's up, Sean? What's hey. up, Jay Hey, Tambisa. Great to hear from you. I'm so glad. I saw, likewise, saw those Facebook posts, and I'm really glad to get to hear, you know, your thoughts on this. Yeah, so what what has been going through your mind uh, in these few weeks as there's, there's been uh, so much to grapple with from so many angles? I mean... This incredibly heartbreaking loss of uh, this man and his daughter, along with everyone else who passed. I mean, there's been such an outpouring of emotion. You know, that's I've been touched, despite any other context, just by how much imagery we've seen of black men being vulnerable and crying. That's That's been a really mm -hmm. powerful, moving thing to me. And then at the same time, there's been so much tension and discord. Uh, when women who are survivors want to try and speak to that part of the legacy. And it's been a challenge for me figuring out how, how I would even want to address all of these different things that are going on at the same time. So what, what have been your thoughts as you've been watching all of this aftermath play out? Oh, wow. Well, first I want to say a thank you for taking me up on my, my post, my request to just be able to, to share some insight and uh, in that, it's a very complex place for me to be because I'm a native of Los Angeles. I grew up in Inglewood. I used to sneak into the forum to watch the Lakers of the seventies practice. And so for me, you know, I was a Lakers fan from the time I was in the single digits. So naturally I was going to be a Kobe Bryant fan. So there was that. But in addition to that, as someone who, uh, a whole space for uh, survivors and, and understanding the devastating impact of sexual assault and the, the difficulty that survivors face in a telling their stories or reporting what happened or dealing with all of the fallout from whatever choices they might make. Um, 
it's been tough because I'm personally grieving as a basketball fan, as somebody who um, also had a professional um, connection to Kobe Bryant while I was at Sony Music. I was assigned to write his music campaign work. So I worked on, um, you know, the singles that he put out and I worked as the assigned writer for Nas as well. And they collaborated on records. And so, um, it's just been a tough, uh, swirl of emotions and thoughts and feelings and triggers quite frankly, because I'm also connected to this story because it was my father who gave me my love for basketball. Mm. He died in 2017. So I'm looking at all the girl dad posts, and I'm also negotiating that part, right? Having lost my own father. Um, I also have a daughter. And so the thing that I was continually going back to with this tragedy was that it wasn't just Kobe, who as a celebrity and a megastar and an iconic figure, you know, while difficult, we are not unfamiliar with tragic death in that context for people of note. But when an innocent child also dies in, in, in this way, and there were several who did in this crash, I, I just kept going back to Gigi, you know, obviously to um, Vanessa Bryant, but just to this idea that not only do we lose Kobe Bryant, but he loses his legacy at the same time because he was literally pouring all of his basketball intelligence, all of his love, all of his understanding of the game and much of his, you know, um, his heft as an icon and his resources into creating a space for women basketball players, um, starting at the age, you know, of his own daughter. And so for me, it was like a double heartbreak because what we want is for women to be able to advance and to experience gender equity in every area of endeavor. And so it felt like, you know, what is going to be the fate of that mission? So for me, there was just a lot. And um, as a journalist, you know, my personal relationship to basketball and to the NBA and all of that, um, it's just been tough to watch how media has been handling uh, the tragedy itself, not only from the, 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 you know, rush to be first, even if we're wrong or even if we don't have all the facts or even if we don't have the information, um, you know, from TMZ breaking the story and not allowing the, the sheriff's department to tell the family to, um, you know, reporters tweeting about who is and who isn't on the chopper with him to, you know, then finding out that Gigi was in fact on there and then finding out who else had perished to then, you know, immediately, like, you know, it's still a recovery mission and people are tweeting and reposting stories from the Colorado case. So for me, coming from a journalistic perspective, I felt there was a lot of insensitivity. There was a lot of negligence that took place. And I think that a lot of the coverage was coming through a lens of, again, looking to bring up the most, um, the, the most difficult and, you know, sordid 
uh, part of his past at a time when we had, you know, a 20 year career an upcoming hall of fame induction. We had him in, you know, operating as a philanthropist. We had him trying to build a basketball universe for young girls. And there was so much more that we could say about Kobe Bryant's legacy, but here we are bringing up the Colorado case. I, I do feel like that should be in the conversation though. Agreed. Agreed. And then it becomes a question of how, by whom and when, like you right. said in your introduction. Right. Um, and in journalism, there is definitely, and particularly now because of digital and social media, there's definitely the imperative to break stories in real time and to pull receipts in real time, which is kind of how we get cancel culture, right? Because there's also this idea of alternative facts and misinformation. And so then what you have is people going, well, no, 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 actually what happened was this, right? So... I would not say that it's necessarily inappropriate, but it's certainly in poor taste if that's the lead when we when we have a life as rich um, and as contributive as Kobe Bryant's life was. And when we also have um, both his accuser and his family, you know, who have to sort of experience that being the lead. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I think that's one of the things that's increasingly difficult about dealing with any public figure's passing is we all process it together with our public voice that 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 all come together in the same space. So people who have a loving connection with Kobe because they're a sports fan or all the other ways that people are connected with Kobe. They're from LA. They admire what he's done later in life. They're sharing their immediate emotional reaction in the same place with people who are survivors themselves watched how that played out in a way that reminds them of their trauma and may not be as clued into those other things. So their first reaction is, wow, so we're going to have a conversation that doesn't bring that part up yet again. And then each of those sides has an extremely hostile reaction to each other. And I feel empathetic to both sides of those. I think, To me, I feel like mm-hmm. those are both totally understandable emotional reactions that seem to be hard to reconcile. So I, I feel like some of some of the commentary that I saw immediately after especially from some white women, to be frank, I thought was a little uh, flip and glib and callous, even as I understand, mm-hmm. even as I understand how that's their emotional reaction to it. And then on the other side, I feel like the way that any discussion or mention of it at all has been getting shouted down and people attempt to shout it in the silence, often in ways that very much contradict the notion of believing that you're a girl dad. Um, Right, like and I, particularly from men, right? right and so it's right, like, right. okay, so it's so well, which is it, right? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, and one thing that I'll add to that, Jay, is that what we have is a media environment where we want to pull up the Colorado allegations, but we also don't want to um, qualify that with trigger warnings creating a safe space for people for whom this might be triggering 
or creating um, a context for which discussion can be had that looks at this in a holistic way. So it's brought up in the interest of clicks, sensationalism, impressions, and quite frankly, you know, this idea that um, black men do not have redemption available to them. And that's something that I believe is an outgrowth of white supremacy. And that, yeah, that, so, I mean, that's, that's been a frustration for you know, me. You know, if we're going to, if right? we're going to bring this up from 2003, then we also need to bring our learnings about, you know, um, about what survivors are facing and, and what triggers might be happening for them and, and, and bring that along at the very least. And that's what I am speaking about when I talk about the level of insensitivity that's happening on two fronts in terms of focusing on that within the legacy conversation, but then also doing that with no context for how to honor, um, you know, the, you know, the survivor's experience. Right. And it's all taking place on these platforms that are designed to reward the most antagonistic, escalating, aggressive behavior and how we talk about anything. Right. Now, one thing that I, um, that, I mean, we, and we talked about this before, um, you know, going live, one thing that I, that is a, is a huge disappointment for me is that the real goal around the Colorado case is how Kobe Bryant handled it. Now, yeah, everyone is going to have an opinion about, um, the apology and the, and you know, the impetus for it and whatever. But at this point, what we have is the written statement. And we have that a trial did not take place. So there was no acquittal. There was a dismissal of the case. And from that point, he was very public in his apology to his accuser and to the citizens of Eagle, Colorado, to her family and to anyone that, you know, had been harmed out of that situation. He then turned around and, atoned publicly to his wife and that was a very difficult press conference for her and and you know I don't know if people really remember that moment but you know the presenting of that ring and her having to sit there and the cameras and this is all pre-social media right so like everyone was watching television at that point and it was just like I remember just feeling agony for her because you know it's, it's, it's so much more devastating to have to do this in the spotlight. So he did that. And then we saw no other instances of him, you know, in a situation where there was, um, another sexual assault allegation, at least not to my memory. And I'm a pretty strident follower of basketball and, and the news and, and those things. So, you know, correct me if I'm wrong there, but we see a commitment to doing better and to being better. And if we want men to stop sexually assaulting and raping women, when they stop, it needs to be acknowledged that they're stopping and that they're actually making different choices and recognizing that women are not their objects and that they have agency over their bodies and that consent is fluid and consent is not, not saying no, it's an emphatic yes. And really understanding and carrying that through in all your interactions with people. So 
that to me is the gold. If you're a black man and you have a daughter or you're a black man and you're in a heterosexual relationship, you should be looking at that, not trying to defend whatever they think they're defending about Kobe in Colorado. That, yeah, I mean, like, I don't get that. That's my biggest frustration is to me, people who generally, I mean, it's not only men, but generally men who are in such a rush to silence any discussion of the Colorado case and who will say now is not the right time. But the clear implication is there was never, there there was never going to be a right time. They were saying the same thing. Right. Right. I mean, uh, no, go on. No. And that's, and that's the, that's the usual refrain. There's never a right time. Right. And I I feel like, I feel like that prevented us from hearing and having an ongoing dialogue, even with Kobe while he was here, where we could have heard, we could have heard his perspective because we have evidence that suggests evolution and moving on. It's not for me to put the word redemption on things or not, but the Kobe that we were seeing now running all of these programs for women, this relationship with his daughter, there's every appearance of evolution, but because of how heavily the assumption that silence is how we treat it like it's resolved. That assumption kept us from even having that dialogue with Kobe where we could hear what has that evol- what has that evolution meant for you? What has redemption right. been for you? And I wish that people who are in such a rush to defend Kobe and his legacy recognize that if, if we're going to take Kobe at his own word in his statement about the case, he is saying that he has things to make amends for so if you're honoring his story in the way that aligns with his words, you have to see his story as a story of redemption. And I, I feel like you should want us to be able to use him as a model for what like what what does redemption look like? What is the redemption conversation around Kobe? And I, I feel okay. like it's a shame that men are in such a rush to silence that when we could benefit from that as much as anyone, if not the most. Yeah, and then it spirals into these other things that are um, that are the, the 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 textbook, you know, chapters and verses of rape culture 101, which are blaming the accuser or the victim. You know, um, talking about you know why are we talking about this now? The timing piece, and then this idea that um, well, you know, women lie and they entrap and they, you know. Um, do this specifically to black men who are, you know, affluent or famous or whatever the case. And they're doing this because they're looking for money or attention or whatever. And so it goes on and on. So what we have to be clear about is that there's just a lot of work to do. And that work needs to begin with men. And I believe that the men who understand about consent and who understand that rape apologist bingo is not a game worth playing need to be talking to other men who are not of the same mind because the onus should not be placed on women to have that conversation with men in the same way that the onus should not be placed on survivors to, to carry that load in addition to what they're already carrying or experiencing or trying to heal from. You know, and when we talk about this in the context of intersectionality, 
I mean, I, as a black woman, will say often, it's not my job to educate you, white person, about your racism. That's your job. You and your people need to unlearn and unpack and work through that because I'm already being oppressed over here. Right? And so it is really the work of men to have these discussions with other men and to do so in a, in a space that is safe and, and is empowered and is rooted in facts and information because the numbers of women who lie are by far fractionalized in comparison to the number of men who rape and the number of men who go free. So until we're really ready to, to unpack the reality of rape and sexual assault in the world, I mean, in this country, but certainly worldwide until we're really ready to unpack that, just going to the trope of, you know, all of the things that you can say to either excuse, justify, or somehow make okay what takes place, we're not going to get anywhere. Yeah, indeed. And that's that's been one of the many frustrations I've had with how aggressive and really abusive and misogynistic a lot of men's efforts have been to silence any discussion of this is how quick people are to bring back up these sort of rumors and ideas that discredit the character of his accuser. Um, as like so many people bringing up, uh, well, I don't even want to rehash the details, but I think it's important to keep in mind how much of uh our instinct to assassinate the character of the accuser again is going to affect people out there who uh, are survivors and are figuring out whether they want to report their crimes or not. Right. And there's already, you know, a lot stacked against them in that process, you know, in the, in the same way that there's a lot stacked against them, even telling someone that it, it happened, you know, telling someone is one thing, but then reporting it and, and giving that story over to systems that we already know um, do not uh, yeah. meet out equal justice, That's, do not, mm-hmm. you know, fully listen to survivors and do not support their overall well-being through the process in uh, a substantive or holistic way. It, it, it really, it really becomes a pile on. So, um, you know, my hope is that we can honor the whole man and the best part of who he was as we acknowledge the statement that he made, the mistakes and the poor choices that he made, and his behavior in the aftermath of that. Indeed, yeah, I think, you know... uh... We shouldn't mind if we tell the whole story, as Curtis put it. And I think, I mean, that's, if you want to honor him, I think that's the realest way to honor him. And I think it's it's necessary for us to try to do that so we don't perpetuate that same cycle. Um, so I definitely appreciate you sharing your thoughts on this. Do you have any last words for the people? Uh, I, you know, I really, for me, it's really important that that we understand that the, that the vitriol, the cancel culture, the rush to be, you know, first, even if wrong, 
from the, the standpoint of, of, you know, the media cycle and the cable news loops and the social media frenzy, that none of that is productive. I mean, it's productive in the analytics sense of things in terms of, you know, keeping certain attention focused in certain places. But in terms of our overall psyche, our health and well-being, and, and, and our connection as human beings, it, it really is not, um, it's not something that creates a space for open dialogue and for, um, for diversity of thought. And we have to, we have to do better. Facts matter. Context matters. And when we get to a place where, you know, we can't have, um, solid, straightforward critique without, um, you know, being mean or spewing hatred or, you know, calling for violence, then everyone is losing. And that is not who Kobe Bryant was. And I don't believe that that's how he would want, um, you know, his passing to be affecting people. Indeed. So thank you once yes. again. Thank and you. Uh, is there any, anything else uh, we should be promoting? How should we? Uh... Yeah, what's, what's going on with you? <laughs> uh, well, and let me just say as a, as a, as a final thought that, you know, yeah. I just, my heart continues to be with Vanessa Bryant and her family and all of the families who lost loved ones in that chopper crash. And that I continually, you know, go to that and um, I sit with that and that I'm definitely lifting them all in prayer and it would have to be an, an unspeakably difficult um, time. So there is definitely that and I don't want to end this conversation without acknowledging that pain and and the reality of, of this grief and the lives lost. Um, in terms of what I'm working on, um, it's interesting, the swirl that has happened over the last several months with, um, conversations between, uh, black men and black women online around many pop culture moments, um, has me thinking about a new book. So I'm kind of in that space of like, okay, I have a germ of an idea. Now let me flesh this out. I just started working on an outline over the last um, few days and I'm really excited about it. I have no idea where it's going, but that feels good. Um, one thing that I can say is that I do have uh, a review of both the on the record documentary and the feature film bombshell, uh, mm -hmm. both of which look at uh, survivors of rape and sexual assault and what they do on their journey to coming forward in a public way and how the intersections of race, power and class make that journey different for black women survivors who are the focus of the on the record documentary, which many people know is centered around um, their um, sexual assault allegations um, toward hip hop mogul Russell Simmons versus the um, conservative, Christian, blonde, white women who were in the crosshairs of the sexual assault uh, handed down by 
Bill O'Reilly and Roger Ailes, whether it was assault, harassment, rape, etc., um, during their time at Fox News. And so it's um, it's up on my blog, which is tembisamshaka.com, and I'm going to spell that out for people so they can type it and go right to it. T-H-E-M-B as in boy, I-S-A-M-S-H-A-K-A.com. And that piece is up right now, and it's called On the Record is the Bombshell Black Woman Survivors Deserve. So I would encourage people to read that, to share that widely, um, and to continue to support Put Your Dreams First, Handle Your Entertainment Business, which is my first book, um, and it's the only uh, business title that interviews over 90 different women across all of the different areas of entertainment and has, you know, been uh, a huge blessing to me because it became a bit of a cult classic. And Mm -hmm. so um, I'm still figuring out how to update that and and do a second edition of it. But for now, it's on Amazon and anywhere you can buy a book online. And it is out of print, so if you can find a copy, um, you should definitely grab that. Yes, but don't resell it on eBay. No. (laughs) Right. Well, you don't want to do that because, you know, it's going to be hard. There are only a few copies left in the world, and and there is definitely a black market price gouging that's going on. So I would say don't pay more than, you know, 25 bucks for it. But I've seen it on the black market for like $125. So I know people are out there doing that. And they should know that I don't get any money from it because, (laughs) you know, I'm no longer with the publisher. So don't feel like you're helping me out. Like save your money, get it for as little as you can, but make sure that you're, you know, getting your own physical copy. Um, And so that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for um, giving me the opportunity to, to just, you know, uh, bring what I feel is a little bit of a level set to this discourse. I feel like there's just been so much acrimony and that in, in it, what's getting lost in translation are the real opportunities to look at um, becoming better, you know, making better choices, being dedicated to family, being dedicated to giving back mm-hmm. and honoring survivors, you know, wherever possible. Indeed. I think that is much appreciated and much needed. And thank you so much again. You're welcome to come through and chop it up any week. Definitely want to have. I appreciate y'all. Have a discussion that's a little less heavy sometime when there's a space for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to talk. I want to talk about some music. I heard that you guys were playing Rhapsody, who I love. And, you know, like I just um, I'm, I'm so, so in love with her music and her spirit and just, you know, what she's bringing to the genre right now. So, um, yeah, I, I want to come chop it up about music at some point. Definitely, definitely. Absolutely. Well, any any we, Saturday, you are welcome. Thank you so much once again. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. All right, you guys have a beautiful weekend, and um, it's good to hear your voice, Sean, and you too, Jay. All right, yes. talk to you soon. You Peace. too, Tempe. So talk to you soon. All right. Indeed, Bye. indeed. It is Ill Doctrine Radio, a.k.a. the even more underground railroad Ah, there we go. Much thanks once again to Tembisa for chopping it up with us. We are going to get into a little bit more music to get us on out of here. I have a brand new mix from our homegirl T-Money out in the Bay. She's going to help us lighten things back up. A little bit of party music for you for the last half hour or so.
Thanks yeah. once again to everyone else checking in on the chat room. Adelaide, AP215, Disc Dolo from NJ to AK, Hilson, Kira Lynn. Kira Lynn mentioned in the chat, um, important to keep in mind, uh, we shouldn't assume that if a man has no further accusers, that means he stopped assaulting women. You know, that, that's definitely not an assumption I want to reinforce. That's mm-hmm. definitely an important important point to have in the mix. It, you know, there's a lot a lot of complexity to all this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, I, I think I, I really look forward to reading Tim Beese's thoughts on uh, on the record and Bombshell. I kind of wanted to ask her what she thought of on the record, but that would be a whole other segment. Yeah, <laughs> that would yeah, be, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that one for myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I should, oh, I should mention by the way, there definitely was one black woman in the Bill O'Reilly case. My homegirl, Fire Burgess, mm. okay player, veteran, one of the people that blew the whistle. Um, but yeah, we're gonna get back into the music. Things got a little heavy in here. Sometimes that <laughs> needs to happen. And uh, much love once again to everyone who was uh, touched by that tragedy. And uh, anyone who's a survivor uh, who's been re-traumatized, triggered, shouted back into silence as uh, we've all tried to navigate the aftermath Mm. of the ending of this uh, complex human life. We're going to get into a little bit of music from T-Money, a.k.a. Tamara Palmer. Taking you through until 7.30 or so. It's Ill Doctrine Radio, a.k.a. the Even More Underground Railroad. Of course, love. I was on my cruise trip out of Odell, representing hip-hop, representing music and hip-hop culture worldwide. Right about now, you're turning to the sounds of my girl, T-Money. All right? 